Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back to today's issues here on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening. Should you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. I'm Tim Wildman with Walker Wildman, Ray Pritchard, and now Steve Jordahl, tag teams with Fred Jackson. He does. I'm coming off the ropes. Y'all high five? Uh, sometimes we do. We tag at literally sometimes you know, not, but today was a not day. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we have now Dr. Frank Turek, who's usually on an hour ago. Frank is host of Cross Examined an hour ago on Tuesdays. I guess I should say every Tuesday at 1015, but we asked him to come on at 1105 Central Time today. A host of Cross Examined, that's the name of his ministry. And it's on Saturdays at 9 o'clock in the morning Central Time and Sundays at 4 in the afternoon. Central Time, right here on American Family Radio. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning. Looking forward to seeing you on Sunday and Monday coming up. Or good afternoon, I should say to you. Just in, barely. In North yeah. Carolina. Uh, where's the timeline there? Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm 12.06 right now. You're 11.06. But I'm coming down to Mississippi this week. Yeah, that's so right. Okay, so Frank is coming uh, from North Carolina to Tupelo. This weekend, for those who live in the in the Tupelo area, he will be at the Hope Church at Hope Church uh, Sunday morning, 1030, 8 o'clock and 1030 services. He'll be speaking. Dr. Frank Turk will be this Sunday. So um, you can check. You can meet Frank there in person if you would uh, like to do that. Um, so, uh, Steve, I'm going to turn this the question. All right. To you for Brother Frank. Hey, Frank. Uh, good to see you. Good to hear you. I'm glad that um, I get a chance for once to to have a conversation with you. I always enjoy when you're on. Um, well, thanks, Steve. But I got to – let me we, – we've got Navy pilots that are coming back to base regularly now, seeing what they're calling unidentified aerial phenomena, which is the Navy term for UFOs. Yeah. And um, I wanted you to hear uh, Tom Rogan, who's a Washington Examiner, Examiner reporter, and um, he's, uh, he's been looking, looking into these, and this is what his thought is. Cut nine. Uh, well, I think we may well be looking at a, a true unknown, which is to say uh, intelligently controlled uh, machinery uh, that is uh, not understood to be in the possession of the United States, China, or Russia. Uh, which are the most three most advanced uh, countries in terms of um, military uh, aviation, and and so you know the video in and of itself is is limiting what it can tell us, but I think it speaks to, uh, as the Pentagon itself has admitted, uh, this continuing uh, trend of of truly unexplained things um, coming into the public consciousness more than they have before. Who was that? That was uh, Tom Rogan, who's a Washington Examiner reporter. Frank, you have uh, you you were a pilot in the Navy, right? Yeah, I was in naval aviation. I was a navigator and tactical coordinator, and uh, ever they see are a UFO? seeing some some odd things. Well, it's a UFO because it means it's unidentified, so we don't know what it is. Uh, although 
a friend of mine who was an Air Force pilot, uh, he's actually on our board at Cross-Exam, and he and I were, were discussing this earlier, uh, a couple of days ago, actually, and there was a famous one uh, over Little Rock, Arkansas. This goes back in, into the 1960s, and uh, another pilot wound up doing some research on it and discovered it actually was an experimental Air Force plane, uh, and it had to do with that and refueling, had to do with the SR-71. I don't know if you remember the old SR-71. It was an amazing aircraft, a uh, aircraft we don't, I, get need, I guess, need as much anymore because uh, of uh, satellite technology. But the SR-71 would fly at, you know, Mach 2 or 3 over Russia and, and other uh, hostile nations and take pictures. And... Uh, when they did all the research, this one pilot did all the research to figure out what was this unidentified flying object over Arkansas back in the 1960s. He looked at all the flight logs and everything and realized it was an SR-71, another experimental plane, and a refueler all converging at the same place and explained it that way. Will explanations like that come for these things that the Navy pilot saw in July of, of 2019? I don't know. It's unidentified for a reason. We don't know what it. We don't actually know what it is. Yeah, where was this off the coast of uh, Virginia? Where where was it? It was on sixty. The sixty minutes. They're ago. seeing it. They're, uh, pilots are coming back daily. Uh, one pilot they were saying was talking to sixty minutes, and he almost sounded bored talking about it. Yeah, saw another one today. So where where over that was San Diego, I think, was, Steve, wasn't it? it? They're on both coasts, and yeah. they are um, close to classified military sites. <clears throat> Uh, often, uh, and they're doing things that uh, normal things aren't okay. supposed to be able to do in, in our Okay, in our Frank, let me ask you a question. World. Could this be like you're talking about right there in the 60s when one a UFO, it was found out to be an Air Force uh, project, right? Mm -hmm. that, so could it be that these are top secret um, tests that are going on? Uh, it certainly could be. That, that all, we don't that, know. That would, yeah. But what? But I, I, I guess it seems kind of odd to me that they wouldn't tell the pilots, other the the, the Air Force or Navy pilots, hey, uh, you can't say anything about this, but we got top secret uh, uh, testing being done that explains the UFO. Instead, of letting them go on sixty minutes, saying they don't know what it is. Well, part of a top secret clearance is not just that you can know everything top secret; you have to have a need to know, mm -hmm. and so that may preclude them from telling certain people okay. on the off chance they may see something. I, we're going to tell you in advance that this is happening. You have to have a need to know. Just because you have a top secret, top secret clearance doesn't give you clearance to know everything that's, that's classified as top secret. All right. So, Frank, whenever these uh, discussions come up, this is the question, the $64,000 question. Does the Scripture, does the Bible allow for intelligent life on other planets that uh, maybe God created? Well, certainly there are angels on other planets, according to the scriptures. So, yes, there are. There is other intelligent life out there. Although, I don't know if you saw the Babylon Bee headline today, but the Babylon Bee headline, uh, they say that aliens came down to Portland and discovered no intelligent life. Oh. So. oh. Man, that's good, Frank. That's good stuff. Angels. Sorry, Portland. It's a joke. Angels on other planets. Well. What are you talking about? Well, they're... If if you if you read some of the scriptures, it it talks about the fact that there are angelic beings in the heavens, right? And so 
But they're yeah. not making. They're in choir robes and they're singing up there <laughs> above the ozone layer, Frank. They're not out on Venus somewhere for nobody else to see us. I'm just teasing, folks. Just teasing. Listen, we don't have time to, time to go into this any further because we got to talk about pronouns. <laughs> we do? Go, Frank. Yeah, that's what you wanted to talk about today. Well, we can keep talking about UFOs. I think it's interesting, but we can get. We, yeah. Th- Wait a minute. I have a All question right, for let me, let me reset this. Okay. We're going to tackle the pronouns question next week when Frank. I think Frank's going to be in studio with us, hopefully. I'll be there. Okay. I Frank will be in Lord studio willing. with us, and we'll tackle that topic next year. In the meantime, we need to get back to UFOs, and Ray <laughs> has a question. Ray, go ahead. Right, because I, I, I just want to jump on that $64,000 question, Frank, and ask because it's it, there, there's an apologetic aspect to this, I would suppose. Is there any biblical issue? I mean, I guess, I mean, we say, okay, birds, we say balloons, we say, uh, you know, classified, we say experimental, you know, so you can explain a lot of them away. But there's a category that for some of these, for which at least at the present, there's no there's no known explanation. Is there any problem biblically with uh, supposing that there could be extraterrestrial beings, aliens, somehow somehow manifesting themselves up in the sky? I guess that's my question. Is there a biblical problem with that idea i don't think so at all ray do you no i don't either no yeah can't so what happens, the interesting thing i'm no. sorry what uh, happens with can't uh, believe i'm listening to this what happens with the the, the <laughs> these so-called smart men talking about <laughs> flying saucers <laughs> what happens with the theological concept that christ died once for all did he did does he come down and have the salvation drama on every planet, or is are they looking at our salvation drama and his sacrifice was good enough for everybody at that point? Steve, we're talking about flying saucers. I know. Now you've introduced some kind of question. Well, well, Frank heavy is a Bible the, teacher. Heavy so. theology on heavy here. Theology. Right. <laughs> well, it, I, I think the answer would depend on whether or not these, if there are other creatures out there, whether they're redeemable, whether they're even moral, whether they even have the capacity to make moral choices. If they you know, can we, make have, we have animals that don't have but, the capacity to make moral choices. See, but Go ahead, Walter. Think, you chime in right yeah, here. I'm going to bring <laughs> us back down to Earth. Uh, well, I, I like that pun. Yeah, it's yeah. Very good. I like yeah, that good pun. pun there. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, usually um, you're pretty far out, Walker. <laughs> I know. I know. It's time to time to rein it in. I like that pun too. <laughs> you know, you got a pun. But what, you, but what, from what we're seeing, though, the whole topic of this is UFOs. The whole, what brought us here? There's not what really, brought us here. Another good one. I yeah. like that. I'm sorry. There, I'll stop. There's not any evidence that I'm aware of of life elsewhere. There's there's evidence of flying objects that we don't know what they are. Right. But I think right. I, I don't think anybody can go. Yep. There's definitely life out there on on Venus. Roswell. We, there's really no evidence to suggest that. No. Roswell. Frank? That's all I'm saying. Well, let's look at it this way. <laughs> the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. Right. And the number of stars that are out there, according to scientists at the University of Hawaii, they say the number of stars in the universe are about equivalent to the number of sand grains on all the beaches on all the earth times 100,000. <laughs> In other words, the number of stars that are out there are about the equivalent of sand grains on 100,000 Earths. That's infinity. Wow. That's why the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. You can't comprehend God Mm -hmm. 
the closest you can get is to look at the heavens and the distance between the stars just in our galaxy. If you could travel at space shuttle speed, five miles a second, it would take you over 200,000 years to go from our star, the sun, to another star an average distance away, 30 trillion miles. Over 200,000 years just to go between two stars in our galaxy and the number of stars in the universe are equivalent to sand grains on 100,000 Earths? Do you think there's something we might not know? Wow. Well, I like the way you said that. That was like introduction to a great movie right there. Uh, so, you mean, I, I didn't even think but, about but it in Frank, terms of, you, Frank, think, think, think about this for just a minute. Well, we can't really think about it. It can't fathom it. Sands? Sands? You said sand? Sand grains on 100,000 Earths. Earths, not beaches. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't. At, at some point, you can't measure that anymore. It becomes infinity. In other words, you can keep the space. There's no end to space, right? I mean, there's no. Well, there is. The the, the the space is finite. The only thing infinite, without limits, is God. So the, the universe is expanding right now. Yeah, I guess. And it continues to expand. Yeah. With that big of a universe, Frank, what is man that God's mindful of him? Yeah, there you Frank, go. Some, Frank, but, look, mm-hmm. but I think what what I was getting at is I'm not saying that there are not angels out there or heavenly beings out there in other places that we can't see. I'm talking about humans. I'm talking about God, Adam and Eve and creation. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there anything in Scripture that suggests that there's another Adam and Eve mm-hmm. somewhere else on another planet? Not that we know of, but you did hear about the Area 51... <laughs> landing that occurred in may of 1947 because nine months to the day after that peewee herman was born oh well <laughs> rest my case right there you go. right there there you go okay brother frank uh, we, uh some of you will get that right, tomorrow let's, let's, that let's just so say good. this uh, so no the, no uh the the bible it's fair to say this the bible does not tell us that there's life on other places in the universe. It doesn't say. Is that yes. fair, Frank? It doesn't say yay nor nay. Is that is that fair? Well, it depends on if if you're thinking of the the heavens being the abode of God or the heavens being the stars. Because are the angels in the stars or the angels in the abode of God or both? I'm that's, not talking. Yeah, I, I'm not talking angels. That that's okay. that goes beyond our comprehension. Because then you're talking. You're talking about, about is there a Walker Wildman somewhere out there? Yeah. Uh, in 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 Abish- Can one universe take more than one? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm think? stopping this. <laughs> stopping this right here, Frank. I think you're talking about what's yes. possible. I'm talking about what's in Scripture. Yeah. Where in Scripture can you find other that, humans that there in the is, universe? Where, where Scripture addresses there being other humans at other places other than Earth? Oh, no, I would say, yeah, it doesn't. I right. agree with that. Humans. Yeah. Are there other humans out there? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not that we know. You know, despite the fact that the universe is as big as it is, even atheists will agree that it's very unlikely that another planet has biological life, carbon-based life. So you're telling mm-hmm. me with the amount of suns out there that are as good as 1,000 or 10,000 Earths and 100,000 Earths, and some of those must have planets, a lot of them yep. probably do, that there's none that fall into the Goldilocks zone is what they're calling it? Well, even if they are in the Goldilocks zone, that doesn't, that's not a sufficient condition for life. It's a necessary condition for life. Mm-hmm. It's like saying... 
okay, I've got leaves, dry leaves. That's a necessary condition for a fire. But just because you have dry leaves doesn't mean you have a fire, mm-hmm. right? You, mm-hmm. you, you, need, you need a spark to start it. And the same thing is true with life. You can have all the – this is why it's kind of a fallacy to say, oh, we found water on Mars. There must be life there. No. Water may be a necessary condition for life, but it's a far long way from life just to say you got water there. Mm-hmm. But did they find water on Mars? Mm, I don't think they have. I don't think point. they have either. They think it might be there. It might have been there, but I don't think they found it there. You know, I've been watching these uh, rover pictures from Mars, which are fascinating for about three days. Huh? <laughs> and then you go, I uh, saw that one on Tuesday. It's the same. Huh? How would you know? It's a, it's the it's the same terrain. It, it would be a very boring place to live. It appears to me, but you know what the uh, well, I guess you could build things. But the the uh, fact is that the Bible describes the Earth as a special place, and that's the reason life only exists on planet Earth that we know of. Is because the conditions, as Frank mentioned, are perfect for life to exist, right? And there was a Creator who brought us life. Amen. You could have that's a right. perfect, you could have the perfect conditions for life and have no life, mm, right? Good. You still need, you st- that's a necessary condition. A sufficient condition is yes, somebody created the life, so now I can live here. It's probably minutia, but it's worth mm. noting that God created the conditions as well as the man. It wasn't that oh, here's some good conditions. Uh, I'll, I'll use this and. And create a man here because it just happens to be. Yeah, exactly, Steve. The fine tuning of the universe yeah. and all right, the, Frank. Uh, I'll see you Sunday. We'll see you Sunday. I'll see you Sunday, okay, Lord willing. Okay, and then you'll be with us uh, here Monday and Tuesday. Thanks, Frank. See you, brother. Right. Okay. God bless you guys. See you. Thanks. Right. That's Dr. Frank Turek, T U R E K, host of Cross Examined. Who knew that discussion was going to get so deep? <laughs> Man, we just. Well, I kind of knew. I, I had that question lined up. Man, I, we just answered like a lot of questions that have been hovering out there for. That's been bothering me for a long time, some of those questions. <laughs> yeah, I like my puns I keep throwing in, yeah, yeah, hovering yeah. over yeah, there. there Walker, if I said ET phone home, would you know what that means? Uh, ET, I. I, I I'm, you remember I've that? I've heard of that before. Is it, okay, wasn't, heard it a, of it. wasn't it a movie? Yeah, it was, it was a movie. Yeah. Extraterrestrial. Riding uh, a bicycle, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, turn on your heart light. <laughs> I think it was Neil Diamond, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Uh, Neil Diamond. It was, it was yeah. Neil anyway, Diamond. Anyway, yeah. E. the famous line from that movie was E.T. phone home. And uh, all right. You're listening to today's issues. Again, Frank Turek will be in Tupelo next week. So we're looking forward to hosting Frank and. He'll be speaking at Hope Church in Tupelo, Mississippi, on this Sunday morning, eight thirty and ten, no, eight o'clock and ten thirty a.m. All right, you're uh, listening to t- today's issues. Go ahead, Steve. Next story. Well, we're hearing from the squad representative. What's the like the mod squad? The mod squad. Which squad? The, the socialist squad in Washington D.C. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and her her buddies uh, there, and they are written a letter to uh, immigration officials. It's a letter to federal immigration officials demanding an overhaul of the immigration policies. And here's why. Current policies criminalize and dehumanize immigrants by relying on the discriminatory criminal, criminal legal system. And they say that the memorandum that they are working under now presumes that any immigrant who has been convicted of an aggregated, aggravated felony is a public safety enforcement and removal priority. They don't think that should be. Uh, explain that in English. They don't think 
that the the <clears throat> immigration officials should focus on felons who happen to be crossing the border illegally. Because the system itself is discriminatory. Is that is that their <laughs> argument? Yeah. Every last voter counts, Ray. Right. <laughs> who listens to these people anymore? <laughs> Really, uh, I mean, really, really, that's a good question because there were there's been stories about how little even the Democrats don't listen to. Well, there there any of the bills, most of the legislation that is written by these handful of congresswomen, uh, they the bills never see the day the, the light, light of, of day. day. This isn't they, a bill yet. A, they're is just a couple of far left. They're just about four or five far left. Uh, now the some, media the media does amplify their voices though mm-hmm. the media yeah and 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 I will say this the, the, their their thought processes as crazy as they are sometimes uh, uh, and far far left they are more prevalent inside the Democrat Party than you would realize is but but because of the I don't know what to say the the uh, cartoonish the cartoonish nature of these squad leaders Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden want to be don't want to be identified with them uh, uh you know what i'm saying even though they may agree with some of the, their, yes. their their politics but anyway we'll we'll see what happens there uh, i read where aoc her uh, her numbers in her district in brooklyn are down her approval numbers so she could get a a, a, a rival she could yep. get a challenger, I should say, and be beaten. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, when she spiked Amazon's expansion there, Amazon was going to bring, I don't know, a couple hundred, if not a thousand jobs to, yeah. to her district. I mean, she she basically told Amazon to take a hike, yep. and many of her constituents were upset at that because that was jobs for, for her constituents. Steve. We are hearing from some new guidance from Anthony Fauci on masks for kids. Are we now? This yes, is like our are. daily dose of Fauci. It is. Well, let me, let me <laughs> li- have you listen to what he's saying now. This is cut 10. Look, I rarely admit I'm wrong, but I was wrong about children needing masks outside. They do not need a mask outside. If they have a plastic bag over the head, toss a clear bag over your kid's dome piece duct tape around the neck so no droplets can come in or out poke a couple holes so they could breathe and heck if they get hungry you can even throw a couple graham crackers in there now it's not going to offer the perfect protection so i'd even go ahead and dip your kids in a vat of boiling hot wax it'll dry and sort of make a protective covid shell two straws in the nose so they could breathe toss them in a crawl space of the attic and then in three to nine to 25 years, you can pull them out, crack the shell, and they can get back to a normal life playing and going to school. It just makes common sense. <laughs> that is Fauci impersonator Tyler Fisher. Yeah, we need to make sure it's clear to our audience that that's, <laughs> that's an impersonator because right. if not, Fauci's going to be suing us in about <laughs> yeah, an hour. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was an impersonator of Dr. Fauci. And he actually, man, his voice sounds just sounds like just- him. Just like him. Yeah. He does really good. <laughs> well, the first part was totally believable. I don't usually admit I'm wrong. Well, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Do not put a Ziploc bag over your child. <laughs> Never. That, that was not the real Dr. Fauci. No. No, that was a parody. What? Roll them in what? Hot wax. Yeah. Yeah, basically seal them up and <laughs> crack them open later. <laughs> Like he said in nine years? Nine to 25. Nine to, yeah. nine to tw- so they can get back to living their life back then, hopefully, maybe, yeah. possibly. 
That guy, this guy's got Fauci down now. Yeah, he's good. Thanks, Ray. You bet. Thank you, Tim. Uh, our thanks to Walker, the UFO denier, <laughs> and Steve Jordan. Uh, thank you, Steve. My pleasure. And Fred and Brent and everybody else who was on today. See you tomorrow, everybody.